Hello and welcome to Cup of Cully. I am your host, the best podcast host in the universe, Steve Cully. And with me, as always, my stupendous, loquacious counterpart, Josh Cup. All right, and we are back on Cup of Cully. We just had a uh, short commercial break. <laughs> brought to you by. Brought to you by. I don't know somebody. Yeah. We got. We won't. Well, some somebody's going to be a sponsor one day. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. So we're going to talk now about bridges of Madison County. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Now a little background. Um, we had a vote from the audience between the notebook and bridges and the notebook uh won out by i would say 10 votes possibly it was a 400 big, votes i think yeah it was a, it was a, a, a significant winner mm-hmm. um i watched the notebook and you know like i said out of everything we had done before when harry met sally notting hill um broke back mountain and the notebook in my opinion the notebook was are you handing out cash? What am I getting here? No, I just um, bank stock. Is that the petty cash? That's right. <laughs> and I was uh, down on fives and ones. You got an armored car here somewhere? So, yeah, this is not a lot of money. Okay. Well, They call this a Detroit bankroll. Oh, okay. Well, I was distracted. I saw money, and I thought it was for me. Um, I, I thought that the notebook was a distant last. Um, and then, you know, watching Bridges, I thought was incredible and light years ahead of the notebook like I, I can't believe that the two were even in the same conversation even when it came to voting what the people wanted it was just such yeah an emotional movie it, it was it, and I it was similar to Brokeback as far as the, the brief love affair um, that just lasted a lifetime. Yeah, and I just I it, I, I felt it, and I never and I told you this before. I never would have thought like you Clint Eastwood could have pulled this role. You off. weren't expecting big things. No, because I'm thinking Clint Eastwood, Meryl Streep, Snooze Fest. Hmm. You know, I'm, I mean Clint Eastwood in you know a western or a, an action or a drama film, great. Clint Eastwood in a in a love story, a romance. I'm not buying it. But it's not so. All right. So here's the difference. What is a romance? I mean, if you think that Notebook is a romance, that's fine. But it is a. And again, these are these are phrases that I'm going to kind of get to use all the yeah. time. The Notebook was the film version of a Goo Goo Doll song. You, you said that correct. Yes, okay. I agree with that. You're right. I agree with that. For fourteen-year-old, sixteen-year-old girls, yeah. in anticipation of their first romance. I agree. I agree with that. You're right. I mean, the lyric. Let's get married and run away. I mean, what the absolute f are you doing writing that song? Like, what what are you actually writing? What are you, you're just clearly trying to sell records? Yeah, for sure. You're not creating art, but no, in any stretch of imagination. And the costumes are cool. Like, you know, it's you're talking about notebook. Not talking about notebook. There are a lot of cool things about it. Sure, but it is clearly. Almost a Goo Goo Dolls version of a romance film. It is anticipation of someone's first yeah. romance, and the no, people that is. all voted for that—that that was probably their first romance. The one that they grew up with. I agree. Exactly. With you. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not, not at all. I'm not shitting on that. I'm just I, saying I, that's I was, how it was. But yeah. And this is 
a more realistic movie about how life probably actually does play out, you know, and real conversations. It was had at a very blue collar farmhouse. Right. In the 60s. Where they were washing vegetables in the sink and they were like, it was very real. Yeah. There was no Ryan Gosling at six foot one, 181 pounds. And you know, his dimensions. 9% 9% body fat. You had a 58-year-old <laughs> Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Although he's, you know, he looks the same. handsome. Yeah. They're not trying to make him look like a sex symbol. And they're you're, not you're right. trying to make Meryl Streep look like a sex symbol. Which she's is, not yeah. Rachel McAdams. Yeah, she's not. Rachel McAdams. 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 Yeah. We'll get that. The piranha mouth. Yes. Yes, very sharp teeth. Very <sighs> sharp teeth. You know how many people have screenshotted them. that to me? Of her mouth on a yeah, I I saw that recently. From yeah, it has been a friend of yours quite and... a joy that more than one person has sent me that because <laughs> it's almost as if they're like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then I've had people say, no, Josh, she was gonna say something back, and that's why her mouth is right. Because well, when you speak, you go like this. That's how uh, people talk. You sure, don't, you don't do that. Yeah, that people don't talk like that. It was a, a tough editing error. Yeah. No, I agree. The amount of passion in your kiss is not a, is not directly proportional to how wide your mouth is open to start the kiss. No, no. When you when you got a big mouth like that, like a big bass. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's only going downhill from there. It can't be good. But but uh, I think this movie was just a little bit more more accessible for people that actually understand how real life works. I just thought this movie was iconic. Absolutely. I really did. How about... It made me feel. Towards the beginning, the, like the first day, or the, maybe it's the second day they go out to shoot the bridges, and he says, do you want to come with me? With me, yeah. And she does, and you know he's trying to get the lighting right, and he's down kind of by the water, and she's yeah. walking through the bridge. And there are like little windows or kind of like spaces in the bridge where you can look out. The, right, the cinematography. And she is so taken by him. Just so interested in so intrigued yeah like and the camera does a great shot the way they shoot that is amazing because they show her like he's trying to work on his craft yeah but i guarantee you he feels the exact same way yeah but he's you know he's winding the film he's checking his lighting and you know my mom used to have that same camera yeah she might still have it so that also brought back a lot of memories for me that's another contributor to why i enjoyed the film so much but and then they show her walking you know like on that covered bridge and walking inside the bridge and how she's trying to gather herself for the next time she's exposed by one of those windows or and whatever this was iowa so, right yeah 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 and uh, well i think every state has a madison county i believe clearly there's one in new york there is and i think the first time i'd heard of that movie of course i had no desire to see it it was like to me, it was like old people's That's romance. That's what I said, too. Like I, old people romance. Yeah. Now I'm approaching Clint, that age, so I, no, I hope it has some value. 34 now. That's right. 34. I'll keep telling myself that. I will, too. Seek, and Seek will keep reminding me that that is not the case. <laughs> yeah, I can't get him to buy in on that one. No, I'm sorry. No buy-in He's there. Buy-in. But, <laughs> you know, I just thought... In what what was... You know, again, you, you're in a, you're in a, um, in a movie where... You know, when you're taught in like high school English, like every book or film has got to have a protagonist and antagonist. Who's the antagonist? The kids, maybe? The antagonist, I believe, is just the concept of infidelity. Right. 
Right? I, I was going to say the kids, but you're right. It's it's infidelity for sure. Yeah, but the life is lived. The life is already lived. Right. So the kids, how they react to it, kind of detracts from the movie, I think. I kind of I didn't like the way they portrayed the kids. Especially the son. Like the mom, the, 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 the sister, or whatever, the daughter, however you want to call it. She starts getting it. But why does she start understanding her, her mother's journey? Why? I don't know. Come on. Bullshit, you don't know why. Because she's not happy at home. Well, of course. Her own marriage is right. struggling. Well, what do you yeah. mean, of course? Well, I'm asking you. Let's say, hey, well, yeah, marriage. I got you. You're right. That would be So one. she starts to understand right. it. And the guy is just like black and white. He's like, no. Well, he doesn't want she, to spread the ashes. She, well, yeah. Well, he also is like... You I'm, know, not doing, uh, I'm putting her next to this? dad. Oh, I can't believe it. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, I'm putting her next to dad. But the more she reads, and the more the pictures, his sister or the daughter, however you want to, depending on what yeah. relationship you yeah. you you um you start that from, he starts to understand it too. And I just, it's a tremendous movie about perspective. It it, it 100 is about perspective. It's about so yeah. much more than just infidelity and. Do I follow my heart or do I do my duty as a husband or wife or, you know, and the guy, the, the, the husband, Meryl Streep's husband, he's not an antagonist. He seems like a nice guy. And he's also clean. Can I? How throw, funny was that? Can I throw you? I love that. How's your marriage? How's your husband? Is How's he? He's, um, clean. Uh, he's clean. Can I throw you a curveball? Fire away. And, and 50 years from now. When uh, I've been dead for twenty years. No, and when Ted is gone, <laughs> sure. And you're going to Rome. You're at the Rome Country Club, and you and Wes. Can we change the number of years? I really don't see myself getting to 90, 90 Well, I'm trying old. to give Ted the benefit of the doubt. He's okay. gonna live another fifty years. He's gonna live forever. Oof. Teddy, Teddy's tough. That would be Teddy is tough, <laughs> but Teddy likes butter and salt a lot. Okay, thirty years. We'll okay, get yeah, very. You and and Wes and Johnny yep. are there. Yep. yep. And you're cleaning. You're cleaning out the yep. country club or the house. Sure. You I'm f- scared about where this is going, but yes. You find a safe deposit box. Safe deposit box. Pictures. Letters. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe print out emails at this point. Sure. Pictures Man of quest. Teddy with a, another female. Mm-hmm. And it's packed away in a lockbox, and mm-hmm. you read these letters that, that they've emails they've been running back and forth, and you find out that he had a passionate love affair, and it hid it from everyone, and it comes out, and you find out this about your dad. What is your reaction? Going to be? Curious how you went with Teddy and not Kit, because it was the, it was the wife that that quote well, Teddy's, strays and Teddy Teddy's a catch. Teddy's right. Well, Kit's, Teddy. Kit's lovely. Kit is lovely, but I just I, Kit. In case you listen to this, I think that you were very lovely. You still are very lovely, and many men would love yes, to. Yes. To you know, what was the uh, <laughs> in front of the fireplace? All that. Yeah, I mean, but of course, get they'd love to get your desires. But but Kitty, you're incredibly. I, this as is well. not a knock on Kit at all. No. I'm just saying it would be Ted. If I discovered that, yes, would it? Are you, what do you ask me? How would it make you, me feel? What, the or three of you, specifically, the three of you. Yeah. Would you all react differently? Would yeah. you collectively just be upset? Like. Talk me through that, how, how, how you think hypothetically it would play out having found that Teddy in like the, let's go with the early 2000s, 
had a fling. Yeah. A romance. A brief so, romance a parallel, with someone. A parallel type of romance. With a, a fling. He, so he, we wouldn't call... Yeah. No. A, with a, he had a paramour. Yeah. He had something for, really cared for, right? Yes. Yes. And, and okay. There were, so that answer... That question is tremendous. You don't know why it's tremendous yet. But I that don't. answer changes depending on if it was yeah. 30-year-old Josh, John, and Wes, 50-year-old Josh, John, and Wes, or 7-year-old Josh, John, and Wes. Yeah, well, it, it would be you guys would be in the in your seventies. <sighs> I don't think we'd give much of a shit at that point. Okay, but let's let's so, dial it back. Let's we'll, dial we'll back forty year old. So there's yeah. an age difference. So there's six years between Wes and I, and there's two years between Johnny and I. So there's eight. But let's just call it on an average of forty year old. Sure. Okay, that's fine. I didn't know. I, I love both my brothers very much. I, yeah, and I would say my relationship with both of them are as strong right now as they've ever been. I just had. Christmas dinner with Johnny and, and Jen, and we had a wonderful time. Yeah, I love their kids. I mean, they're so his, nice, and they're adults now. His I mean, son's adults. a good dude. I like. Him. Uh, I mean, you saw so Cameron, so you've met. Yeah, I like. And him. Brayden is amazing. Avery is so cool. She's such a. She's gorgeous too. My yeah. God, I. There's no way. That's John's child. <laughs> she's stunning, and she doesn't know it. How old is she? Uh, Fourteen. She's, oh, she's beautiful just and, and quiet, but 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 intelligent, athletic. Uh, they got three great kids, man. You yeah, know, yeah. And um, Jen was wonderful. She made all these desserts. I, I mean, maybe one of them was store bought, but they. I'm sitting there going. Teddy had a pound of this weird Jello, and he thought it was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And um, I think I had I dabbled in a little cheesecake. I'm not sure exactly what 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 I had, but. It was so nice, and we were watching football. It was just—it was just a good atmosphere and like a wonderful Rockwell stuff, you know. Well, you but, are the Rockwells, but the, the, the I mean, listen, it was—it was wonderful, and I, so I'm, that was my preface: is that I love them both, but I think the reaction would be different. Wes is brilliant, but doesn't talk a ton. I don't know that I would get a whole bunch out of him on that. So you don't think I would that be the one who would be happy to talk you about You would facilitate it. it, yeah. Wes would say Wes is super funny and he's really smart. And I don't know what he would say to that. You, I don't know you, that yeah. he would say a lot. He he'd internalize. He yeah, I think so. Yeah. And maybe he would talk about it again at seventy or you know, he would 55. he would keep it in kind of like I don't the think he'd have a tremendous mountain kiss and she held it for four years. Yeah, I don't I don't think that he would have he would be thinking a lot, but he would internalize. So I you open the deposit box and you see the pictures of Teddy with another yes. woman. You read the emails and Wes would just say, I don't think oh, Wes wow. would even want to read it. I think he'd be like, well, that was Ted's thing and Ted and Kit's thing, and he wouldn't want to have anything to do with it. I would dabble in it, maybe. Would you say, oh, my God, I, guys, did you know this? Guys, do you know who this is? Have yeah. you seen her? Like, would there be a, a and, negative reaction? And I think Johnny is a little more black and white, but I think he's changed yeah. over the years, and I think that he might chat a little bit about it, but... You know, I think they'd also be like, you know, what's happened has happened, and so they, they wouldn't. It wouldn't change their it wouldn't blow love. Up their world like it did the guy, the That's guy, what I'm saying, the, the yeah. son in the movie. Yeah, it wouldn't be and devastating. They overdid that, and those actors were terrible. Well, you the could daughter tell. was yeah. good, but the son was. I don't know if it, it was see, over sometimes the top. I, I judge someone's performance in a film based on their character. Of course, of course, and whether they're likable or. I didn't love that character. I liked that he came around at the end and was just like, "Hey, you know, I can't judge this." You know, I okay. was. Knee so, high to a grasshopper at that point. So it really like wouldn't make a huge difference. 
to you guys. You guys would be like, oh, it's too bad this happened, but... It'd be intriguing. Like, I would find it interesting. It's not something you talk I, about. I would have wished... Because I, I love even when you screw up. We've This has been the theme of a lot of our podcasts, is that you should still be able to communicate about it. We've talked about that. Communication and is I paramount. would have wished if... if you know, Teddy or anyone's parents, like if they, if that was a part of their life, that was a part of their experience, I wish that they would have been able to talk to me about it when they were still around. Um, and I, I'm going to segue and just tell you this um, because the friend that I told you okay, about. Okay, so we're sneaking off of, I think I know where this is I'm going. I'm just telling you about communication. Yeah, right. right. Not, not, not what you think I'm going to say. Oh, okay. Um, the friend that I mentioned that we talked about briefly, uh, his birthday. Uwe. Oh, okay, okay. My I friend, thought you were going Betsy. I wasn't going there yet. I thought you were going Betsy. But Uwe is Sunday. Okay. Um, the one I said... Can you spell the last name there? Is it A-S-U-N-D-A-Y? O-S-O-S-U-N-D-E. Oh. Oh, so I'm way off. Yeah. I'm trying to go hooked on phonics for Josh. U-Y-I. Got it. O-S-U-N-D-E. Yeah, I'm not going to So, Uwe and I... I, I, He was one of my best friends. He's been to New Hartford a bunch. He knows, loves my family. I had a bit of a issue with him, a rift. Um, he got married a year ago, okay? Oh. And they had two weddings. They had a traditional African wedding, mm-hmm. and they had a normal wedding. Both here in the States? Yes, in Florida, in Florida, okay? I was not invited to the African wedding. I got down to the wedding early. Um, I thought I could go to it, but it was closed off and other issues because of COVID. You had to show your vaccination and wear a mask. I didn't get to go to that. I was upset. Okay. Okay. How many people went? Um, I would say about 120 total and about um, 50 or 40 went to the African one. Okay. So So that sounds very close, actual family-ish. Yeah, it was big. It was a, he, they no, both no, no, had no, large no, no, families. No, but a small one. But yeah, yeah, it was it was more um, just family and a couple members of the wedding party. Okay. Anyway, I was mad, and then um, I was also upset the next day um, going to his wedding. Um, I had thought I was going to be in the wedding, and I ended up not being in it. So I was upset, and basically, I had not talked to him since the wedding. Yeah, I was just I was I was really pissed off about it. I thought I should have been invited to the African wedding. I thought I should have been in the wedding, and I took it personal. And uh, you know what? It, in the end of the day, it wasn't about me. It's about him, and I I should not have taken it as personally as I did. Well, there are many reasons why you shouldn't. Right, and we'll get to that. But so I basically I didn't talk to him for for an entire year. I, I stopped communicating with him. What if he texted you or called you? you I, I he did, and I, I I didn't respond. Um, he left me a couple voicemails. I didn't respond. And finally, um, it was shortly after the episode broke back mountain <laughs> where we talked about communication. Mm-hmm. I, I sent him an email and I said, you know, I, I had been putting this off, but I owe you an apology. An email. Yeah. I sent him an email. Well, I've got lots to talk about, so keep going. I sent him an email and I said, you know, we have seen a couple of our friendships deteriorate because there had been issues and rifts and they wouldn't get resolved and time would go on and friendships would be lost because of it. I said, you know, it's stupid when a conversation, um, communication 
could resolve these problems and save your friendship. And I basically said, you know what, I, I apologize for how I treated you because, you know, you reached out and wanted to talk with me and I didn't respond. I said, I was wrong to get upset about your wedding about because I thought coming down early I would be able to be attend the African ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, and who, as far as who's in your wedding, that's your decision. I should not have been mad at you about that. I said I accept responsibility for for being wrong in how I treated you. I am sorry that this has gone on as long as it has. I should have talked with you immediately about it, and I didn't. And I am really sorry for my actions and my behaviors because you did not deserve that. You've always been a loyal, um, devoted friend, and I should not have treated you that way. And yeah. he he was he was very grateful that I did that. And uh, we're going to get together soon. And where he said, you know, I don't want to write in an email my thoughts let's get together and I, I want to talk to you and I'll tell you why I structured it this way why I made these decisions yeah but I'm glad that I reached out yeah and at least apologized and made the connection before it was too late before it would have just died on the vine and we wouldn't have talked to each other yeah um yeah, I, I love that you made a big comeback there. But yeah. I mean, the only it shouldn't have gotten to that point. Critique I would have on that is that could have been a phone call or you know what? I should. Is he in Florida? Is he in Florida now? No, he's in Connecticut. He's back. He lives in Connecticut. I would have driven there and told him all that stuff. I was going to. But no, listen. I'm but not his gonna... his, uh, his wife is pregnant and they're keeping people away because they're she's susceptible to COVID or whatever. So they they're not having visitors. Or I would have gone huh. there. Well, but I mean, I, I'm going to go there back. soon. But you know, moving forward, you can't be so mad about stuff. Like what I took it. Where, I took it personally. Where is where is you get asked where is that coming from in you? Like you had this guy who's a great friend. You, you you told us in a previous podcast that you were measurably jealous of his birthday party. Yes. Of his birthday. It's like what's a what a national holiday? You got some stuff in there that doesn't yeah, make any sense. It's insecure. Man. Yeah, one hundred percent. But like him deciding who goes to the African wedding, that couldn't be any more of his decision. It was right. It's not a reflection that he doesn't like you. It's just that hey, he had he had to get it down to forty people. Well, I thought you know I I'd make the cut. And it's a first wedding. A guy's not been married before. No, it's his first wedding. And her first wedding, correct? Correct. That's meant to be like this big blowout thing, which. You know, looking back on marriage, probably should never be. I mean, that's such a no capitalism I, thing. I, 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 I handled, I that. handled it poorly. I 100% handled it poorly, and I kept putting it off. I was like, you know what? I want to send him a card and apologize, and I just kept putting it off and putting it off. And I said, I'm just going to email him and put all my thoughts down. And he was just very gracious. Said, thank you for reaching out. I said, we need to talk. Said, Let me explain my thinking to mm-hmm. you yeah and so we can get you know even agree to disagree but it shouldn't ruin a friendship right but i don't even, i don't think he owes you an explanation he doesn't I no think, you're right yeah I, it's it's more about me than him. that's interesting to me that he that's the route he went like i if i were him and i received that email from you where you just said i i made some mistakes there and i shouldn't have been so upset and the fact that you've reached out and that i you know essentially ignored he reached all out multiple times yep that was 
crap, and I really apologize for that. He and you should just say like, times. "Hey, we're boys. We've we've always been and always will be." Yeah, uh, yeah, a bit of a hiccup there, but I accept your apology and let's get together. Let's go watch a ball game, or let's go do this, or let's go do that. Yeah, like I think that yeah would make a lot of sense to do. Yeah. You know, but I was just saying, as far as you, you were talking communication, and I lacked that. There in is, situation. There, I'll tell you what, save, but I'm trying to be better with it now. Save maybe murder. I just don't think that there's anything that you can't come back from. No, you're right, you're right. And, and I am people uh, are forgiven, apparently, am <laughs> the exception to the rule on how people think, and I'm fine with that. And that's the thing. As you get older, as you get older, you start to realize that everyone else's opinion on other people yeah, you know, or even on yourself. It doesn't matter. It doesn't it matter. It doesn't. And because people spend so much I'm, time. I'm happy in the life that, that I'm living. You yeah. know, I've got a great kid. Yep. You know, work isn't work to me. I, I sneaky enjoy being down there. Oh, um, you, you have fun from the second you start slinging wine. Right, but I've got this great. You're base. great with people. Like your base is like your your family, and what you do for a gig that you spend forty ish hours a week doing. Right, yeah, you love what you do. I really do. And then and it's, it's my immediate fake. family that I see most days is Francisco, and that relationship is brilliant. So then I have such a great foundation, right? And I'm not saying I'm happy all the time. I'm not. Nobody is. And but, I'm sad at times, and I'm but sad. But you try, right? But I just don't think that to not like you know you went with your buddy and just, I went a whole just, year. Your decision I, was it was, was my not, fault to not talk. I mean, I just think that that's there's a better way than that, you know. And and I'm glad that you kind of went in that direction, and decided that you know I can do I can do better than that. Let me ask you this too, because I've always wondered about the owl. Mm-hmm. Could you hire? A manager to do the job that you do, and you not have to work as much. Well, I don't. have you ever done that downstairs? I probably work twenty five hours, but it's it's smart hours. Monday, Tuesday, yeah. So you yeah you work one shift five days a week, correct? Yeah, but there's times when you don't work eight hours. Doubles on Fridays and Saturdays that I don't have Seco. Right, the busy ones because you go nuts without them anyway. Ah, last night was brutal. You had to take. You went to the game, and then you didn't have them. Right. Oh. So I okay. came home, and we got this really cool chair. This really cool, like bluish gray chair. And he thought, "This is terrible. I can't believe I'm talking about this." He thought I got it just for his room. I get it because there's there's times I'm gonna start crying on a fucking podcast, and we should probably bleep out the, the f word because we don't really use that word on here. But um, I sat in that chair last night for a very long period of time, and I had just gotten done. Um, I always remake his bed and um, you know, do all of his linens for his bed. And I put that on right. there. Then I make it really neat. And then I just sit in that chair and I stare at his bed. And it got bad last night. Well, because it, it, I mean, you miss your buddy and you get lonely without him. And you're thinking about him. Yeah. And it, and you do everything you can and go to all his games. It, it's it's tough. Like I, it, there's not a lot of days. That you don't see him, correct? Like, do you yeah. go a day no, I without days, doing I something with him? him? Like, when he goes away to Spain with Maite. Right. Or if they go on vacation somewhere for a week. I have to go somewhere for a week because I can't, you, I can't you couldn't be, be in this town doing my normal humdrum stuff and not, and not see him for a week. But 
You know, that's the decision you make when you, but you, you know, still- when you split up. And I and I tell people this all the time. Like, you can't just when you have kids and you you're thinking about you know leaving a marriage or a long term relationship. Um, you're not just choosing to not be with that partner anymore. You're you're saying, I'm only going to be with my kid half the time. But did that influence? your decision to when you made that decision what did that keep you in the marriage longer sure. because you were sure. thinking to yourself wow if i sure. do this i'm going to see him less. but i've also found um you know probably i don't want to say recently but i found um a real appreciation for maite in the last you know a little bit of time here and and it helps that i like matt so much it, it helps so much that i like um maite's husband now and you know francisco's stepfather the fact that I like him so much makes it a lot easier to get along with Maite, too. Um, and poor Matt's probably the buffer a lot of times. Well, you said especially um, Halloween. You had just we a had wonderful a blast. time. Yeah. You know? And then I went to go pick him up on Christmas morning. And I think a lot of people just wait outside in their car. And I went inside and said hi. And I gave Maite a hug. And, you know, Nico, Siko's little, little brother, is really cute. And I went to go see him um, real quick. And they were at the basketball game last night. And... You know, stroller with Nico and it was right in front of me, and it was cute to kind of check him out the whole time. But yeah, I mean, you lose your kid half the time. But even Poor kids, even when you don't have them, usually after school you take them to work out anyway, correct? And then just bring them home, well, or I'll see him at a practice, or yeah. I'll see him, you know, at a game or something like that. So you know, if we have a two-two-three, we do like yeah. you know, if she has a Monday, Tuesday, I have a Wednesday, Thursday. You know, then she has in the weekend. Then the next week I have Monday, Tuesday. Then she has on Wednesday, Thursday. And then I have in the weekend. So you never really go more than three days without seeing him. But and on a weekend when I don't have him, usually there's a sporting event or something. You know, um, so I do get to see him a lot. So it's. I mean, some people do like a week on, week off. Yeah, that would be too I long. I could not imagine that. But um, I, I'm sorry. We have to. I'll segue back into the movie. But yeah. I was saying your communication with Wes and Johnny had you found out something was you know your dad cheated or your dad had an affair you said the communication would be tough Wes wouldn't say anything probably he would internalize no but he also johnny would my Wes and my dad have a very close relationship and uh, i don't but the country super understand it yeah i think it was because and he's the baby Wes is kind of you know for a lot of purposes has just kind of carbon copied teddy's life like he, he's he, an entrepreneur he cares a lot about yep. business and work and finance stuff um yeah he's an entrepreneur and, and he's a young entrepreneur he chose you're the juggler over there so he he also really um you know has no issue with being in rome i don't i don't love rome i don't dislike it it's just it's just been a, a place where he's, you know, found some comfort or feels, you know, he feels comfortable there. I never had a tremendous love for Central New York. And no, I dislike it. I just have been other places. You know, if you you live a decade in Saratoga, it's it's not super easy to go back to Rome and say, oh, I want to go back there. And yeah, like if if the family plan was to have a thirsty owl in Rome, I don't know that I'd be signing up for that gig. I think I'd probably rather stay here. I guess that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying. Well, that let I'm me ask you this. Rome. How did and he's living in my parents' house. I mean, that's the house we grew up in. How did I could, I could never do that? How did he grow so close to your father? Like, when do you think I that think happened? It started with the name. So, so Wes's name is my dad's middle name. 
Oh, I didn't my know dad that. would always talk and still talks about this about how his older yeah. brother Charlie was named after my dad's dad, so he was a junior. Like you know, a, you know, Charles Vincent Cup was my grandfather's name, and you know, Charles Cup was my uncle's name, and he thought it was like this tremendous burden to have the same name as your dad. Right? No, it is. So. Teddy found a way around that by having Wes as a first name, having his middle name, because my dad's name is Ted Wesley Cup. Oh, okay. I think that was a little bit of it. Really? Just just starting with the name. That's where the, the, yeah, the big, biggest I difference. Yeah, I don't really know. And I think that, I, honestly, it's he really has kind of yeah. carbon copied my dad's life. I mean, he's running the golf course. Right. He does other projects professionally. Like, I just do the owl. I have zero desire to try to make more money or start some empire of thirsty owls. I don't have any desire for that. And I think a lot of people look at that as a weakness in my, my well, makeup. It, and I don't think it is. You, like, I don't yeah. want to do that. I'm not going to do that. I also write. I also yeah. still write music. I still I the wealth am you were trying talking my about. to make Francisco a really cool kid and raise him to be a great adult. But that's so what you... My, my efforts go elsewhere and... You know, that's just how it is. You had talked about your view of wealth. Yeah. Is being able to do what you want to do with your time. Correct. And you're able to do exactly what you want to do with your time. You have time every day for Francisco. You have time on your own if you want to write. And I don't mean time. I mean all of my time. Right. Like, I, I make my schedule. You, you, you set your own schedule. You can work as much oh, honey, or as Sika, little as you, you want. Understand. You do understand because you're around a lot. <clears throat> but if Sika walks off that bus at 2.30, the latest I'll ever work a lunch shift is probably 4 o'clock. Correct. At 4.01. You're out the door. We're on the way to the gym. Yeah. We're on our way to this place. We're on our way to this. Like, we'll go to the rec center. And he didn't like, like, I didn't like yesterday how he was handling the ball in traffic because those teams were very aggressive in how they defended we're gonna go work on dribbling the ball in traffic i will tell two other kids to come over and try to steal the ball from him and i'll watch him and we'll i mean like we'll find a way to make it better whatever it is that we want to work on no absolutely so i mean he gets all of my time and i love that and i i put myself in a position to be able to do that with the help from my family with the help from you know my dad essentially starting a business for me to run to you know be able to pay for bills in my life and 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 make a living and and i mean can i throw you another curveball yeah please had your father not started a thirsty owl in saratoga Mm -hmm. where do you see yourself has been ended up where do you think you would have gone. Would you have stayed on the West Coast? You, I, obviously, I don't think you would have stayed in coaching because the money wasn't sufficient, especially with Maite and, and wanting to start a family. What would your path had been had Teddy not decided to open a Thirsty Owl in Saratoga? And I know that's a, that's that's a such a different question than if I just said right now, I'm selling this place, I'm going to go do something else. Because you could do that, and I they could, don't have some sort of financial you stability, would, you, yeah. and I would just write. I know that for sure. Yeah. I would write. And you wouldn't lose any sleep and, over it. You know, it's probably, you know, I don't want to start writing when I'm 70, so I think that time will be sooner than later. Sure. Like, I'll have a decision to make when Francisco's done with high school. Right. Do I want to keep doing this? You know, 
do I want to do something completely different? Because if he's not going to be living in Saratoga Springs anymore, as nice yeah. as Saratoga is, then I will have no real appeal to be in this neck of the woods. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, there's such, no other Such a different question than if when I was done coaching and there was no thirsty owl, what would I have done? I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, between I you and listeners going, oh, Josh is going to shut the F up for a second because he doesn't know how to answer every question. No, I, I was thinking I about it, too. I don't know how to answer that question. Yeah. I don't know how to answer that question. You, you initially, you had you came from San Francisco here, correct? Was no, that San Francisco, and I was in Rome for whatever it was, a year and a half. You were, okay. Yeah. Um, and you weren't at AIC then, American. What is AIC? American University. Oh, a AU. Yes. No, I was AU, then San Francisco. Yep. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. And that's the thing I always talk about, too, is that... You could have stuck with one golf, of the coolest too. Things, yeah, I could have... Oh, I, I would have had ways to make a living. That's not, yeah. I'm not saying I'd be living under the bridge. No, I'm, I'm not saying, saying it either. I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do like coaching golf i like teaching golf there's a difference coaching like truly coaching a team yeah and teaching golf like individual lessons um like like i yeah. just don't know i yeah. hadn't really gotten into write, writing all that much at that point so i mean writing maybe it's some maybe that would have accelerated my desire to write i don't know it's a good could, question yeah, yeah i was just i was, I was just right now if i didn't do this i would go somewhere where i felt inspired and i would just write right I got you. But, yeah, so I'll segue back into Bridges. Sure. But as I was saying, you know, if you guys had found that out about Ted, the brothers and sister found out and were just blown away mm -hmm. by this and even more blown away that <coughs> she wanted her ashes yeah. spread there where they had their, their moments together. They, You know, she didn't want to be where her husband was. That was really surprising and the way that they the way that they re reacted to it um and then the Meryl Streep Clint Eastwood the Robert the love affair did you think it started love at first sight they they were just mesmerized by each other or just like you think it was more her watching him work Oh, there's so many attractions. This, this, this is a separate podcast. I think I think there are listeners that do like, and they don't all listen to it in one go. I think yeah. they probably work out and listen to it, or they do the. But I mean, this this would be into a two hour podcast, which I do have time for. But well, I'll break it up into two episodes. The thing is, like, <sighs> yes, I think there was a he gets out of the truck and asks for directions to the bridge. Yeah, and <sighs> I don't know. At first, it was just something different. Like, no one drives down that road to their house to ask for directions. Nope. So it was the excitement of the fact that there was someone there. Now he gets out of the car, and it's Clint Eastwood. Yeah. And I, I, I will only ever give you that Clint Eastwood, even at age 30 or 40 when he's doing Westerns, has rugged good looks. Sure. And sure at that he point does. in time, he's not meant to be an actor. He's meant to be a one-line deliverer of cool lines. That, that's how he, he was scripted, for sure. Like yeah. the line in the movie where he's like, you a bounty hunter? Because it was Josie Wales was yeah. the movie. It was such a great film. And the guy goes, man's got to do something to make a living. Yeah. And then Clint Eastwood says, do you know this line? I don't. I've never watched it. Because he's obviously 
a badass and he, and he spits on the floor before he says it and he goes on the floor not the ground because he's inside it's yeah. like some gin mill and he says well dying ain't much of a living because you know he's in a wow I mean, that is, that's that is what he was. One. He was meant to be this guy to deliver all these one lines, and I, I loved it. And I yeah. had just gotten into watching westerns probably in the last six months. Yeah. And I saw that. Then the High Plains Drifter was a great movie. I've never seen any of those. Maybe I got to watch those. Outlaw Josie Wales, yeah. The High Plains Drifter. Watch those. Two. I will. Um, You're culturing me. Yeah, but is it culture if they're not really meant? But yeah, I think it is. I think it they're is. Classics. It is. They're classic westerns. But I'm using the um, word I hate. He gets out of the car. And it helps that he's attractive, but the fact that a stranger who's a photographer for a living, yeah. when they're farmers and they're a more simple blue collar lifestyle. Blue collar for sure. Not was... that being a photographer is, you know, you're not some robber baron, you know, from the 19 teens, but, you know, you're doing something that's artful and, and, you're, and you're traveling the world. Yeah. And I think she's just like, whoa, hey, hey, you know. Hey there, big boy. But then once she sees, she's not just attracted to him. She's attracted to his lifestyle. That's what I'm saying. His career. Uh, that he gets to see the world. He travels, right. She's from this beautiful small town in Italy. Yeah. And then she winds up on a farm in Iowa. Never seeing anything else. Yeah. Right. So she goes to America, the American dream. Not that right. Italy's a third world country. No, not at all. But the, but, immig- you know, they, the American immigrant. dream at that point in time was a big deal globally. Like you wanted to go there. Yeah. Right? So... I think there were a lot of contributing factors to that attraction. I think also, now again, people all the time will say, oh, well, he or she cheated, my favorite word. I'm being sarcastic. Don't love that word. I, I think that, oh, because it's not because of him or her. It's not because of the other person. It's because there's something lacking in the relationship. Well, I mean, can you find a relationship with the world where there's nothing lacking at all? I don't think you can find that. But what's lacking in her relationship, clearly the guy loves her. I think he treats her nice. Her husband is who I'm talking about. But there's no excitement. Not and, at all. And, and one of my favorite authors, Esther Perel, always talks about this excitement versus security quotient that kind of keeps fluctuating in a relationship. Exactly. Some people want really, really high-end just security, sure. feeling comfortable Feel in a relationship, safe. and some people want a high-end of excitement. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and High risk, high reward. Well, I mean, risk reward's a little bit different, but I mean, like, you either just feel really comfortable in the fact that you're in this stable relationship, safe. and some right. people just want, all, you want a bunch of excitement, right. you know, and you gotta find out where you are on that scale. And I don't think she's way on the excitement scale, but her her days are so the days the same way every time. Monot- monotonous. I mean, monotonous. monotonous is a great word for that. But she's like way over on the security scale, Correct. and she's repressed the fact that she probably would love would to have love some to sort have of some excitement, excitement in her life. Okay. And but that and you throw on top of that they also had a very strong emotional connection. Huge. You are playing with fire. But like from. The perspective, it was only over four days, correct? It was a four-day fling, as I said. Yeah, but they were at the state fair to show the prize hog or some crap. Right. right? And then what it was? Right, but the affair... Steer, I don't know what it was. I thought it was a pig. Maybe it wasn't. It was It was only four days. Because it was triggering all kinds of Charlotte's Web stuff for me. Wasn't it, was not it a pig that they were showing at the state fair? I, I think so, yes. But it was, yeah, it was, it was a four-day yeah. romance. Mm-hmm. And I said this to you before about when Harry met Sally. Like, Harry 
from that one interaction of riding in a car to New York with Sally runs into her in an airport four years later and remembers her. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe like that you could make an impact like that. Four days. But I don't think could Gary last was overwhelmed when he saw her at the airport. I no. think it was equal parts. I think that's Sally Albright and that's Joe, a guy that I used to work with. But like, do you think four but days... was annoying over the course of 20 years or 15 years was. or 10 years with Sally Albright. And Sally Albright, Sally Albright was uh, neurotic and fairly annoying herself over the course of 10 years, but they found a way to make it work. But, I always say, there's someone for everyone. Do you think four days is enough time to have such a passionate, emotional romance that you would want to be buried or have your ashes spread next to the areas where you had that affair? That's what I don't get. Like, four days? Like... Could you be with someone for four days and it have an impact that lasted you a lifetime? That like you would keep pictures, you would keep mementos, and go through them like every few years. Oh, I remember this with Robert. God, he was amazing. I miss him so much. Like, is that something that's possible? Four days from when I get teased by our comments a lot about how I'm maybe a little pessimistic or I'm not as romantic as <laughs> no, you were no, you're not. On. That's not true. I think, I think moving forward, no F words, but we can go S words. Is that fair? Can, I, can we do that? I'll try not to yeah, you can. bombs in there. But I was feeling emotional about Seiko last night and that's why the F rolled out. I apologize yeah. for that. But no, it's okay. Yes, yeah. I do believe yeah. that's possible. You do. I want to believe that it's possible because I right. think Having feelings that strong are the only reason we're on Earth. We're no, for, on Earth oh, for sure. Line. We're not on Earth to sell advertisement. <laughs> we're not we're on not. Earth to manicure a golf course. I'm, I'm using family and you, you know, your profession. Like I'm well, trying to. I love selling If you think you're on Earth to do that, yeah. you're an idiot. You're a moron. <laughs> yeah, can, I tell my, can I tell my boss that? To have amazing days or to get your ass kicked by really tough events and tough days. Sure. You, you to, to, and one is not better than the other. I've got a news flash for you. But again, four so four days. You yeah. think they can yeah. you can make an impact yeah. of the romance of your life. Yes. Was in that four days. Yes. Okay. Because if I said no to that, I don't think I'd want to be on planet Earth. Okay. Um, what what did you think about? The ending, the progression towards the end of the film with the kids. and C Clearly, since on a podcast that has maybe 15 episodes, would you say ballpark? Yeah, yeah, we're around We've there. We've talked about we're, we're around there. probably 100 movies. We, 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 <laughs> we didn't we, get uh, in depth on 100 movies, about but five. we talked about them. Yeah. Um, I've watched... I've watched a lot of films and listened to a lot of records right. and... Um, you have have had a lot of feelings about arts. I've had a lot of feelings about you know you're, my own experiences. You're a renaissance man for sure. No, I don't, that's not what I'm saying. I, I think you are though. What I'm saying is like I I enjoy films. I, yeah, I really you enjoy, enjoy music. art. You enjoy music. You enjoy writing. Yeah, you're a businessman. You are a renaissance man. You're an athlete. Does a businessman mean that? I don't think an athlete or a businessman would mean that. But like I'm well, not trying you, to say that I'm smarter than anyone. Encompassing else. I, I, I everything. Don't think that my opinion means anything else, but it's a podcast between two guys. Well, it is your opinion. It so is our opinion. Unfortunately, that's what you get on here. I'd like to remind some people that's just two people doing this podcast. Those no, are the but opinions you get. 
So I, I just think that if you can imagine a scene or if you have watched yeah. a scene in a movie that has more weight than when she's in the car with her husband and Robert's in the truck in front of them <laughs> and she has her hand on the door handle. Yeah. If you didn't have a reaction to that scene, or if you might think there's a scene in movie history that has more emotion attached to it than that, I want to know it because I want to watch that film. I'm not saying you, that you're wrong, but if you feel like maybe there's no, there's, I felt it. There's I a great it. comment, you know, for for the folks that listen to this marathon podcast. But well, it'll be please tell me a film where you felt more as a human. That's why I loved it. Because that I, scene man, was incredible. I felt, I felt something in this movie. I did not feel it in the Notebook. To me, the Notebook was about Alzheimer's. But let's let's go let's go a step further. This just the was husband. Like, man, I felt didn't it. do anything wrong. No, the no. The fact that, that he's a little boring. Okay, well, was I, like, guess I bet you I'm boring to some people too. The guy right? in the Notebook that was married to her, he was a good guy. He was great. Yeah, Lon. 100%. Don't get me started on Lon. I want to date. I know Lon. you loved Lon. In Lon, I looked up Lon in real life. I can't remember what his name is, but he's my age. Maybe I got a shot. I think you do. Maybe got a shot. There's a whole part that I'm not gay, but I guess I could work on that. Um, I, but it did make me feel as well. I agree with you. Okay, so the husband doesn't do anything wrong. No, no, it wasn't. Now, but you said it's not, all, it's not always that about so, them. Like, infidelity is always wrong. It's not wrong. about them. Cheaters are cheaters. Like, for all those people, are you going to tell me that when she had her hand on the door handle that you weren't rooting for her to leave? Well, I was. For sure. It's such a visceral reaction yeah. to infidelity. And no, what I'm saying is, is all right, let's drop that. Cause I always get talking about that. I don't want to talk about that, but I do want to say to the listeners, if there's, if there's a, a scene in a movie or a movie that you felt like you had a stronger emotional reaction to than that scene, I want to know it. Cause I want to watch that film next. Out of everything that we've watched. Um, the, the only one for me that's comparable is, when they come off the mountain and Heath Ledger's character is physically sick and throwing up in the alley. Right. That was the only one where I felt that as strong as emotion is that. I would but say. they both, Heath Ledger more than Jake. I'm, I'm using actress names instead of the character's names. Because like, we don't like Jack Twist. Jack <laughs> Twist. <laughs> and we don't like Ennis. Ennis. Which sounds and, like a different word. And El- Elma. <laughs> Elma. God, that was terrible too. But... They screwed up so much moving forward that you don't care for it anymore. The yeah. pro- the thing with, with Bridges is they don't get they, to have that relationship. They don't, no. At all. No, no that's it. Done. But the one thing, we yeah. got to go at some point in time. This is the most embarrassingly long podcast of all time. Well, it'll be two episodes. But Okay, well, there you go. I'll Split break it up. up into two. Um, what was the thing... That Meryl Streep, her her character, was so concerned about. I don't mean to put you on the spot. No, I. I what was I, what was her concern in those four days? The I, I thought more of the safety and security. Well, her concern her was is the that kids and, she was suggesting also that he's just like a sailor who went from port to port. I'm, I'm obviously stealing lines from yeah. um, Austin. Powers. Austin Powers. Filthy buggers. Yeah. Um, they should. They go from port to port. She's suggesting that perhaps the emotions being felt were stronger by her than him, and he's just this guy who does this all the time. Yeah, he's in and out. Right. And, and I think it. when he passes away, 
and all that is passed along to her, like estate stuff and the ashes and all that stuff, or whatever. whatever no, not the ashes. When isn't there some sort of correspondence that she gets when he passes away? Yes. Yep. She that confirms that the emotions were there were for him genuine, and yes. that the rest of his life he thought about her. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Consistent. It was validation. Total validation. And I thought that was a pretty powerful scene as well. It was. It was. And Meryl Streep, Clint Eastwood, outstanding. I mean, the the battle in any relationship is, is someone else feeling it at the same clip that I am? I always wonder that too. I always worry about that. But that's the thing. It's like, one of the things I've always said is, there's no, there's the device that, that tells you what your blood pressure is. There's yeah. a device that tells you what's wrong <laughs> yeah. with your car when yeah. the check engine light comes on. It can, you know, there's this thing that tells you what your blood sugar level is. There's no device yet you. created that measures <laughs> sincerity and how love. much love you feel for someone. I know. I wish they, they did have that. And it sounds like I'm making a joke and I'm, I'm not. Can I ask, though, for you personally, do mm-hmm. you like being on the side of... Um, someone loving you more than you love them, or you loving someone oh my more God, than Steve. they love you. Well, that's why I'm the best podcast host in the universe. But you're killing me. You're asking me the most intimate questions ever, and like an idiot, I just keep asking them. Well, I would, I would, I always personally like to be on the other side that they love me more than I love them because then I don't get hurt as much. It's something goes wrong. I don't know if you could hear that exhale, but it was me going like, "Holy." crap how do i answer that, that so that is a difficult question no but i want to answer it but talk while i think of my answer i'm not trying to come up with a pc answer to straight no, I, I i the only reason i said that is because the biggest thing with me I, i'm always afraid of getting hurt i'm not great in relationships putting myself out there i feel a sense of security when i know that they may love me more than i love them i still love them very much but it, it just could be a little bit less than they love me. And the only reason is because if something happens, then the chances of me getting hurt or me re- re- rebounding from it will be better. But that's me. I'm just selfish. <clears throat> I don't think that I have a preference. Yeah. But you've been on both sides of but the But there's ball. a lot of pressure involved. You've been on both when sides. When you know... Yeah, of course. Everyone has yeah. been. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of pressure when someone feels an overwhelming fondness or love for you. You feel more pressure, is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, if they love you more. Because you in feel- a perfect world, it's like the Garden of Eden. Like, there's no thought. There's just like you just have feelings and you emote openly and you. Does it don't st- have to worry about that. Does it stress you out? Yeah. That, like you want to be on their level and you feel bad that you're not? There are so many things that go in the way of prohibiting you for feeling that way. And there are things, just like there are things that, that would pro- prohibit the person that you're seeing, you know, from feeling super strongly for you. Yeah. And there are accelerators and there are detractors. Accelerators would be when like a rebound situation where you want to be seen with someone or you want to have someone fill that void. Absolutely. Those are accelerators that make you believe you're feeling more for someone than not. Correct. There is the dreaded, 
the horrific, the most undesirable situation where you have someone who really cares for you. Yeah. And you can't see them. We've talked about this a little bit because yeah. of someone else, someone that you're trying to get over. Yeah. Um, Life and, gets in the way. Well, I, I don't believe so much in that. Like, oh, I have to work too much and I can't see. Oh, so, like, oh, I, I never believe in that. You make time for what you yeah, want. You're right. You do. Um, but that's the worst. And I've been afflicted with that. Yeah. And um, the problem is you can fancy yourself a renaissance man or really smart or emotionally smart. And that can happen. And it has happened. And yeah, to you, me. all of the above. But um, I know we'll, we'll get some questions. Um, overall, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, this to me was a 9. What the whole, what do you mean? The movie? The movie? I, I give it a 9. Yeah. I just, I just I I loved like, it. Even the end, where they, when they sign off and there's all that beautiful, I think there's some was, aerial photography. It was so emotional. I mean, it really just touched a nerve. Yeah. It's just, it just shows you that... You know, you think there. You see, you think you can sit there and just say, "Oh, this is what a happy life is." It is, you know, having nice parents and having yeah. some nice siblings and a family and married yep. and a white picket fence. Yeah, you, and you get thrown, you know, to steal a term from you, curveballs all the time. And yeah, then you have you to know. react to it. And it's people handle things like that differently. Yeah. There's no right way to do it. Yeah, but. You know your reaction to it, the the way that you respond, can change the course of your life. Yeah. You know that one brief moment. Your response will dictate your entire future. You know if she she could have gone just a little bit more. Yeah. She would have been. With him. But we talk about gambling. We talk about gambling freely on this For podcast. Five U.S. dollars. Going to put fifty bucks on the Chargers. I thought that was a good investment on a massive return yeah you know i think they've got a much better chance than a 20 you know one in 28 chance of winning the super bowl easily Easily. so but that's what that's what it is you're gambling meryl streep is gambling that the right thing to do for For, not necessarily for for herself but for her family and her husband exactly is to not open that exact door exactly and then you got to sit there and go then you then forevermore you are they say you can't you can't live in the past. You can't think about the what ifs. I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah, but you I can't think it's a very ignorant person that doesn't think about it. I have, everyone thinks about it. You can't change it, but uh, yes, you do think about it often. I worry that Robert goes through the rest of his life. Let's call it twenty or twenty five more years. Yeah, and the police was still alive, and he has no idea. That, that her hand was on that door and she was she ready was to jump right out. there and that, that that's why i just felt such so what does he think does emotional he think that the connection wasn't really there or that she that it was the duty to her family that made her stay like did they lack communication could they is that something they that never they spoke so how that's would, what i'm how saying no that's what i'm that saying torture that's what i'm saying there, the most torturous no thing is when you don't communicate you don't know what someone else is feeling yeah no i agree I so agree. you righted the ship with uh your buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We're, we're, we're going to wrap things up. But um, yeah, I, I I wrote him a nice email. I took responsibility because it was my fault. I admitted that it was his wedding. It was about him. And I should not have been so wounded and hurt. And he 
didn't dismiss anything I said. He said, let's, but like you said, let's have a conversation. I'm not going to write you and talk about this. Let's get together and talk, man. Uh, uh, you're, he, he said, you're, you know, you're one of the most loyal friends I've ever had. And, you know, I love you. I love you. And we'll, we'll get through it. But I feel, I, you know, I feel horrible for how I treated him. It affected, you know, getting together um, over the summer. You know, we have a camp, we have a get together at, at our camp in Old Forge with the guys from college. He didn't come, and it, it, it caused a rift. And I felt bad about that. And I should have made things right sooner. But I'm happy that you know, better late than never. So yeah, but that's you know what you said about communication, and I I at times will be lacking in that where I should just talk explain what i'm thinking how i'm feeling and then you know we can move on from stuff it doesn't build and have an insurmountable problem it's a long lonely life if you can't get over stuff it is and you're right and i'm I'm glad that i I feel bad that it took so long but i'm glad it happened and i know he'll listen and he'll appreciate that cool all right so this was uh this was a good one we got a couple hours of content uh, the so first, are we going to split it at your potty break? The, yeah, we'll split it there. We talked sports and Syracuse football. Yeah, and then this was uh, this was Bridges. Yeah, and uh, about my buddy. So terrific. And I got the new microphone. It was a Christmas present. Ooh, I like the new microphone. It does look nice. It's it kind of that old nice. school look. Yeah, yeah, it looks professional. Yeah. Um. So we're moving up in the world. Yeah. And All right, we're, take us away. Sign us off. We're gonna go see Seco. I'm excited for that. Nice. All right. So, remember, when life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Take two oranges and throw them back at life.